0: This is episode 302, how to love all parts of yourself with Emily. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you to all my new listeners for joining us. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, I would really appreciate it if you headed over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. If you don't have time to write a review, that's cool. Even just clicking the rating, five stars is great, is really appreciated. It helps boost the show. It helps people that look up the show know that it's a quality show and it means a lot to me personally. So thank you in advance for taking the time to do this. I have a great episode for you today. I think you're really going to enjoy it and maybe learn about different parts of yourself. We all can be so hard on ourselves, especially those of you who have a lot of awareness and have been doing personal development and healing and growth for many years. You get frustrated with yourself. You see yourself doing things that you Quote unquote," should know better, or you know the reason why you're doing things and you can't seem to change it. And you're just really hard on yourself. I hope this episode illuminates that it's really parts of you that are doing certain things, not all of you. And you can have compassion for all parts of you and really start to see that even these things that you maybe don't like about yourself or get frustrated about yourself are things that are actually trying to help you and have a positive intention. And maybe you can start relating to them differently. Before we dive in, I know a lot of you that listen are coaches and we will be opening up our coaching institute enrollment in a few months for the Elementum Coaching Institute. But if that's too big of an investment, either time or money, I do have another coach training program that I've had out for a couple years and people are having incredible results with it. It's my Unleashed program that I did in collaboration with Evercoach from Mind Valley. And I teach you the four levels of coaching mastery for maximum client impact. It's a jam-packed course at a really affordable price. If you want to check that out, it's christinehasler.com slash unleashed. Again, go to christinehasler.com slash unleashed. It's all me teaching. There's no one else teaching the course, but I do bring in other people to coach. So you actually get to see me coach people and I explain what I did. And it's it's just a really great course for those of you that want to be coaches or just really want to learn more about personal development. So again, you can check that out at christinehasler.com slash unleashed. As you listen to this call with Emily, consider. Are there habits you have or ways that you act that really frustrate you? You don't like them, you judge them, and you really want to change them. You think that they are negative. Did you grow up feeling really wanted and really seen? Does it matter to you to matter in the world? Do you want to be relevant and sometimes question if you are relevant? And finally, even though you may know logically that you're worthy, Do you sometimes deep down or maybe not even that deep down question your worth? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Emily. Emily, welcome to
1: the show. How can I help? Thank you. So I I wrote in initially because, you know, I do these like road logs daily where I kind of try to find like certain situations that happened and like how I you know, acted that active to that situation and what kind of uh, like cognitive distortions I had is something that my therapist kind of recommended. So I, you know, I've been doing a lot of those mood logs and I noticed like I'm very like defensive on, um, you know, when, when certain small things come up, I'm very always on attack mode, always have my guard up and just felt like I'm like blaming others a lot. Like one small example that I, you know, wrote about was like, I was walking to Noah's bagels to get a bagel one morning. And I saw this like man a- approach the same Noah's bagels from across the street. And for some reason, like we made eye contact and I just felt like, Oh, like he's going to get there before me and he's somehow going to make me irrelevant. I must get there beforehand. So mm-hmm. this is like weird theories I brought in my head. And then when we both got to the door, he like held the door for me. and was like you first. And I was like, Whoa. Like it mm-hmm. it just like that just kinda like blew my mind and I just started noticing I do that a lot right mm-hmm. I always just expect people to treat me really like horribly yeah. and it just makes me be on such an attack mode and it's like that's exhausting. Yeah. You know? And yeah. yeah
0: so kind of, well, I really a beautiful self awareness. Awesome self-awareness, Emily. Um, I just want to ask you, you, how do the terms yeah. cognitive dissonance, defensiveness, I'm on attack, how do those words and terms make you feel?
1: Um, like scared and like unworthy almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Those are the two words that kind of come to my head. Yeah.
0: So a big part of any issue is how we relate to the issue. And Mm -hmm. I would like you to consider seeing this as a protective pattern more than a defensive Mm -hmm. one, because that's what defensiveness is. You're just trying to protect. There's a part of you that's scared of something. And so this Mm -hmm. other part comes in and works to protect. It doesn't mean anything about you other than there's a scared Mm -hmm. part in there. And this, Mm -hmm. we'll call it the quote unquote defensive part, is Mm -hmm. just working Mm -hmm. to protect you. So Mm -hmm. let's ask, what is this part trying to protect you from? You mentioned some things like becoming irrelevant. Say more about what you think this part is trying to protect you from.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I try to explore it a lot, but I feel like I keep getting like blank space and maybe that's also a protective measure. I'm not sure. It can be. I, 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 yeah, I, I think like, I don't know, just somehow being like, like not seen or not important, just just kind of like mm-hmm. floating away or something yeah. like that. I don't know,
0: well, let's explore that, so if I feel unseen or unimportant, then what will happen?
1: I guess like I won't matter, or mm-hmm. like I just mm-hmm. not worthy to mm-hmm. be here, you know, yeah. I feel like I'm constantly trying to prove my worth or something. Yeah. And it just, like, just battle with that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So it sounds to me like you really do want to be here. And you really do want to be seen. Like, it's important to you to feel connected to other people. And to feel like mm-hmm. you matter to other people. And to feel like you yeah. have a place in this world. Like, it feels like that's right. a really big need of yours, yes? Yeah, I would think so. I definitely... Do a lot of people pleasing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's another protective part because if you please people, then they'll like you and you won't be alone. You won't be irrelevant. So we've got the people pleaser part. We've got the defensive part. All these roles that are working to protect you from becoming irrelevant, from feeling like you don't Mm -hmm. matter. Bottom line, from feeling like you're not even worthy to be on the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I just want to go back to just exploring some things and um because I know I'm so predictable that I always trace things back to childhood, but I just have a couple questions for you. <laughs> Growing up, yeah. did you feel wanted
1: by your parents? Mm, not I mean not really, and it's not they they did their best for sure, you know I think they really did. So I hate saying something negative, you know, but well, I, I think we don't like, have
0: to make it negative uh-huh. or positive. We're just making it how you felt. And let's just put, they did the best they could aside, because that's not going to help the part of you that is hurt. Right. Cause even if it was their best, it wasn't the best for you. And we're right. not here to throw them under the bus. We're here to help you and we can help you without right. having to throw them under the bus. So just sharing how you felt is not, um attacking your parents right so okay please give yourself permission to just share with me as much as you feel comfortable with how you felt okay
1: i think a lot of like i felt definitely unwanted and like as a problem child a lot because mm-hmm. i guess i i cried a lot apparently that's what everybody tells me they're like mm-hmm. oh you were such a crybaby you always cried and cried and it was really annoying you know mm-hmm. and and I'm sure that can get annoying. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just really... And then past the infant days, I was very, like, sensitive, I guess, Mm -hmm. from what people tell me. Like, oh, uh, you would just get so upset so fast, so emotional, so so much crying. I just felt like I was always just... I didn't fit the picture that they needed or people needed me to, you know? Um, So to answer your question, no, no, I don't think I felt... Wanted. almost felt like I was taking up space yep. with all my emotions.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. And so this is the reason why that defensive part and that people-pleaser part is so active. Because it's yeah. it's like you you have to fight for your space in the bagel line, much less your place in the family. And I don't know if you were a younger child, if there were other siblings, but you were crying a lot because you had mm-hmm. needs that weren't being met. You Mm -hmm. had needs that weren't being met. As a Mm -hmm. highly sensitive baby coming into the world, you probably needed more than your parents knew how to give. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And that doesn't make you needy at all. It just means a mismatch between the child and the the ability of the parent. And so I really want to honor your sensitivity and honor the wisdom of that infant who is trying to communicate, who is trying so desperately to communicate and couldn't because babies don't have words. They can only communicate Mm -hmm. through emotions, through raw emotions, through smiling, through laughing, through getting angry, through body things. Like that's the only way they can communicate. And you are crying out saying, hey, everybody, you're not meeting my needs. I've come into this world a really sensitive, empathic, high vibrational being. And like, you don't see me and yeah. grow and but then you took on the story, Emily. You took on the story that you were too much or that you were a problem child or that your sensitivities took up too much space in the room. Your sensitivities are a gift. Unfortunately, your family just yeah. can't see them. Doesn't mean they're bad people, doesn't mean they don't love mm. you. They they just yeah. didn't know how to nurture them. So guess what? Your job now being the best self to yourself is to learn how to nurture and care for your needs. So it's like you're, you're upgrading your system. So up until now, the defensive part has been keeping you safe. It's, it's, you have a big need and and Emily, we all do. You have a need to feel seen in the world. You have a need to feel like you have a place in the world. You have a need to feel like you don't need to fight for your metaphorical bagel Mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? And yeah, no, and that, that makes sense. yeah. And that's okay to have that knee. And you also have your big feeler and you have sensitivities and you need people to see that. Like you need to feel like you're seeing for all of you. And you've been trying to meet those needs by being defensive and by always trying to like look out for how you got to protect yourself or by pleasing. And so it's like finding a new way, a better way to meet those same needs. So let's Mm -hmm. just brainstorm for a moment. Okay. If you have a need to feel like you're relevant, to feel like people see you, what's another way you could get that need met? Like from other people, or just in general to feel whatever comes in mind. Whatever comes to mind. Just curious what you come up with. I don't know. Maybe ask ask others. Mm. (laughs) Like. Mm-hmm. To be there? I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No. That's. that's that, really let's important. keep going. That's a really good. So, maybe asking others for what you need. Being more yeah. vulnerable.
1: But then I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, just that's like so. You know, because I struggle with like, you know, the I'm taking up everybody's time, like too much, too much, you know, and I don't know. So that, that's a hard one, but yeah, that that is the one way yeah. to do it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, let's just, let's just kind of make a list of possible things that will work and then we okay. can look at the problems with them or the perceived problems with them. So one thing that you came up with is you can ask for more of what you need. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. What's another way? Um self affirmations I don't know maybe Mm I could tell myself that I am worthy and I'm important you know like Mm -hmm. maybe start the day with that so I don't feel so needy or I don't know I don't Mm -hmm. look for external validations as much I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah maybe looking in the mirror
0: and saying I belong here I matter Mm -hmm. I matter just like when I yeah yeah -hmm. no that's that's great I just Another suggestion may be having boundaries. So this is how we help the people pleaser. Like having, Mm -hmm. you know, saying no when you really mean no. Not saying yes to things. Not contorting yourself into a pretzel to make someone else happy. That's another Mm -hmm. way you're going to meet your needs.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Let's go back to the whole I'm taking up space, it's hard for me to ask for help thing. So you're on the call with me. Mm -hmm. Right. What happened? How were you able to ask for this kind of support?
1: I, I don't know. One day, I was just very emotional and just felt like I had like I couldn't reach out to anyone close to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was like, you know what? Like I, I, you know, benefited a lot from your previous podcast episode. So I was like, I'm just gonna just try. And I think a part of me thought. I would never hear back. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to try. So it felt safer, Mm -hmm. I guess, to try. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like a bigger pool. So I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: But here we are and you're taking space quote unquote away from somebody else who could be on the show right now. Right. Right. So how is that
1: okay inside of you? Um. I mean, I, I don't know. I I, I hope it's okay.
0: <laughs> well, let me let me see if I can help you with this one. So, because you actually are mm-hmm. acting like you applying and you getting an invitation and you saying yes and you actually showing up because you could have gotten too scared. Mm-hmm and been like, oh, I don't know. Christine could say something I don't like. Like my defensive part could come (laughs) up. I could make a fool of myself. There are so many things you could have done. Somebody else needs to have the space. Somebody else is more messed up than me. You know, you're not messed up. That's just things that people think. And But you're here, Emily. You're here. And so there's a part of you that's able to do this. And that's why I'm bringing this up. There's a part of you that's able to ask for support and Mm -hmm. reach out and get the love and support you need. And I just want to validate that part and tell that part of you that I see her. Like I Mm -hmm. see the part that knows she's not too much. I see the part that knows she deserves support. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, And also can be vulnerable. Like you're being right now, you're sharing probably, you know, some of the most intimate parts of your life with me and many other people that are gonna listen. Right. So you have it in you. Mm-hmm. So let, let me ask you this. How does it feel to be receiving support and to be vulnerable and to not be on the defensive right now? How does it feel?
1: It's scary, but I, I think it's okay.
0: <laughs> but it, It's
1: really scary though. <laughs> well,
0: let's check in. Is it true fear or is it unfamiliar and new? I'm not doubting you. I just want to make sure we're accurate, where you're really accurately getting on the emotion. Is it really true fear or does it just feel a little unfamiliar? You tell me. I think it's probably
1: unfamiliar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Because if you were really truly in fear right now, we wouldn't be able to be having the kind of conversation we're having right now. You're present, yeah. you're in your emotions, you're listening. You're articulate. You're not running away from the conversation. You're not being defensive. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I yeah. think that we're I'm talking to the truest part of you. I think this is who you truly are. And that's okay. <gasps> it's more than okay. It's beautiful. It's magical. <laughs> it's it's why you're here. Cause you know what, Emily? Mm-hmm. Like. We all are here to get support and give support. I am sure you Mm -hmm. give support in your life to many people, even just one person. It doesn't matter. I'm sure that you have the moments of being defensive and being like, I need to get my place in line. And then you have moments where you just really show up for other people. Yeah. And (laughs) and you get to receive. So how I Mm -hmm. want you to work with this is I want you to see that, defensive part Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as, um, and I'm not, I'm not doubting your therapist or trying to step on your therapist's toes, but I'm just giving you another way to to see it. Because I think if you're seeing it as cognitive dissonance, you may have Mm -hmm. a judger that comes forward and like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I telling myself these things and get into why, 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 why? So Mm -hmm. just try on, try on seeing it as this part of you. That's the defensive part that needed to protect you your whole life because you didn't feel seen. And when Mm -hmm. you see yourself doing that, like running to get in line or something like that, or feeling like someone attacks Mm -hmm. you go, Oh, Oh, wow. That's my defensive part. My defensive part is saying I need to get first in line. Thank you Mm -hmm. defensive part for working to protect me and helping me stay seen. I love you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm safe. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm okay. Like you, 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 kind of talk to that, part of you rather than thinking I'm having cognitive dissonance. I'm making up stuff in my head. Do you see the difference? Like one can kind of make you go down a road of why am I doing this? Why does my brain do this? And another helps you see clearly why your brain is doing it and have compassion for yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now I see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So as this beautiful, loving soul that came onto the planet, didn't have her needs met and has had to fight for her relevance her whole life. Mm -hmm. Can you make a promise to that like little one inside you that you are going to do a better job of speaking your needs and asking for support? Can you make yourself that promise?
1: Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to do that. So.
0: And have you noticed since we've been talking Mm -hmm. the defensive Mm -hmm. part coming forward at all? Not as much. Yeah. No.
1: And why do you think that is? I don't know. I think when you said like something about like you see that part of me that that's that's trying and that's wanting to help validate her, like that it that me. As sensitive as I am, or as emotional as I am, that like you see her and that it's okay. I think I just felt like calmer for some reason. Exactly. (laughs) Like just,
0: yeah. May I offer why you might have felt calmer? Yes, please. Those protective parts, like your defensive part, all they Mm want to do, they just want to be seen. They just want to be validated. They want to know they're being seen for the job that they're doing. And Mm -hmm. that defensive part Mm -hmm. is really trying to protect that super sensitive Mm -hmm. part of you. So when I really saw that super sensitive part with loving eyes and validated her and acknowledged her, the defensive part was like, oh, I can put down my
1: sword. Uh, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. (laughs) That's why like, oh my God, my heart rate is literally in the 60s now, like, which is pretty calm for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's. That's crazy, mm-hmm.
0: and all it took yeah. is just seeing and validating the most authentic part of you.
1: Yeah. So, and do you, just knowing that it's okay for her to be in this space. I guess
0: a thousand percent. It's her birthright. Yeah. It's
1: more than okay.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is the truth. It just is. Yeah.
1: Okay. Does this help? Thank you. Yes, it does a lot. I feel calmer. So yes, (laughs) definitely.
0: I loved listening to Emily really shift in this call. And thank you, Emily, for asking for support, for reaching out, for being vulnerable, for really stepping forward and letting us see the part of you that does want to be supported and doesn't want to be defended and quote unquote, on attack, as you said, all the time. So let's break down this call a little bit. So Emily first started talking about how she keeps mood logs. She has lots of awareness, like a lot of you do. And she used the word cognitive distortion, which which is a great therapeutic term. And I'll just define what it means. So cognitive distortion from a therapeutic point of view are irrational thoughts that can influence your emotion. Everyone experiences cognitive distortions to some degree, but in their more extreme forms, they can be harmful. So that's a great broad definition. But the thing that trips me up about it is that it says cognitive distortions are irrational thoughts. However, if we look at this from a parts perspective, and when I talk about parts perspective, I'm basing it on a system called internal family systems. And I'd love to get the founder of this model on the show sometime, I'm working on it. But according to this system, all parts of us have a positive intention. So when Emily is in that defender part, the thoughts actually aren't irrational. The thoughts to that part make a lot of sense. Now this doesn't mean we're multiple personalities. It just means that in our development, we have different parts that form to protect us. So if you look at her history and her childhood, she grew up feeling like her needs weren't met, that she wasn't relevant and that she wasn't really seen. So this defender part has to fight for her, has to make sure that she she gets in line and that no one attacks her. It's, It's developed as a very protective part. So again, like to that part, the thoughts aren't irrational because let's use the bagel example. If she growing up didn't feel seen, didn't feel relevant, didn't feel like her needs were being met, which is probably why she was crying so much. Then that part's gonna think, uh-oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get my bag, I'm gonna lose my place in line, I'm gonna be late, my needs aren't gonna be met. So rushing to beat that guy to the door made made sense when we look at it from that part. So The reason I love internal family systems, and I'll talk more about it on future shows, is because it brings so much compassion and acceptance to all parts of us. And I have found in my own personal experience, because I've been my own best client with all these things that I teach and working with so many clients over the years, compassion and acceptance are absolutely necessary if we want change. And so often we go after change by being hard on ourselves, by being judgmental, by being critical, by being too analytical. And we just don't love the parts that are hard to change. And when we love them, when we accept them, when we seek to understand them, then they don't have as big of a grip on us. And we saw that with Emily. She said that she started to feel more relaxed because I validated and saw that defender part. And as soon as that part felt seen, she could relax. Some specific things, just to dive a little deeper. So as you heard, growing up, Emily didn't feel wanted. Now, I'm sure if I was talking to her parents, they'd say, oh my gosh, we absolutely wanted her. And I'm sure they did. But for whatever reason, the needs and sensitivity she came in with And the parents, where they were at their point, it just, Emily, for some reason, and it's not for me to judge or even figure out, for some reason, her needs weren't met. She didn't feel seen. She didn't feel relevant. And that's a big wound and it's impacting her and not feeling worthy. And so again, this defender part has developed as this massive protector so that you know, if she doesn't feel worthy, at least she gets her bagel. And I'm using that metaphorically. So my coaching to her was not to get rid of this part, but to help it come up with a way to still quote unquote protect her without needing to be so defensive and on attack. Because Emily isn't really enjoying that. She's not enjoying feeling like she has to be on attack or, or defensive all the time. And so we wanna find a different way she can get her needs met. And part of what she needs is to feel supported, to feel like she's getting her needs met. So we want to bring up that nurturing part, that part that asks for support. And she did a great job by calling in on the show and setting up this session with me and being vulnerable. And I just wanted to reinforce to her, and I want to do it again, that that part really showed up. So it's there. So the biggest takeaway for you from this show is... If there's an aspect of you, a part of you, and you'll see even in your own language if with your own therapist or coach or talking to a friend or your spouse or whatever, you use parts language a lot. You say, a part of me feels this, a part of me feels that, a piece of me thinks this, a part of me feels that. We, we do that naturally. And Richard Schwartz, the founder of Internal Family Systems would say, well, we're naturally multiple. Again, not diagnose multiple personalities. That's that's something different, but we have these different parts that develop over time to protect us and meet our needs. And so if we can be very compassionate with them and welcome them and seek to understand them rather than shame them and want them to be different, then we really start making progress. So I want you to be curious about parts, curious about your behavior and go, hmm, all right, clearly I'm not liking this behavior, but it must serve a positive intention. What is it? What is it? And how can I get that positive intention maybe in a different way? So that's what I want you to think about and reflect on and notice from this week. And compassion and curiosity are your superpowers when it comes to this assignment for the week. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.